all the things that I've spent my career trying to get rid of. Yeah. Um, mustard and ketchup packets in the cafeteria for the yeah. food courts. The butter, foil-wrapped butter packets, right? Yeah. That we would be in some of these quick-serve restaurants. All, the, all those things that we didn't want to see in our restaurants anymore, we brought them all back. Yeah. Welcome to Operational Hacks, where serial businessman, innovative restaurateur, tech hack, and my longtime friend, Dave Dittenberg, and my friend, tech strategist, restaurant hack, Sam Short and I plumb the depths of the restaurant world to find people who are absolutely not hacks to tackle issues that are currently affecting the restaurant world. And you said, dude, we, we got to talk to Brad. If there's anybody who's going to know what's going on, he's the guy, right? And so uh, we're lucky enough to be on with him. So what, why don't you jump in, introduce him, tell us a little bit about Brad, and then we're going to ask him some questions and get going here. Yeah. And, and, and again, first of all, Brad, thanks for being here. I uh, excited to have you on yeah, uh, the, the inaugural edition of Operational Hacks. And to Sam's point, when we were talking a little bit about the topic of, you know, hotels versus restaurants and kind of that shift that Frank or that, uh, that Sam talked about, um, I just said to Sam, I said, hey, I have, you know, Brad, I, in all the conversations, even leading up pre-pandemic, how much different the host hotel business is and the hosp general hospitality business. So appreciate your insights and thanks for being here. But I want to take a second uh, to introduce you and in, in some of your, um, you know, accomplishments. Uh, so Brad Keen, uh, Chief Operating Officer for Eastern Destinations for Boyne, Boyne Resorts. Uh, in, in addition to that, he's also the Senior Vice President of Food and Beverage for Boyne Resorts. Uh, love the background, a chef by trade, Culinary Institute of America, and then is one of the best operational people that I've ever been around. And whenever I need a metric, whenever I need to talk about how to, you know, approach something in my business. Um, he is a, a walking encyclopedia of information. Uh, been with Boyne Resorts for 34 years, uh, been honored to serve at, on the MRLA board. He's been the chairman of the board uh, for the Restaurant and Lodging Association two times. Uh, they'll probably try to get him a third for the trifecta, but in 13 and 17 also sits on the Michigan Chamber Board and a congratulations is in order uh, for just winning the Distinguished Service Award from the MRLA, which is much deserved. So yeah. uh, without further ado, Brad, welcome. And thanks for being here with us today. Well, thank you, guys. This is going to be pretty fun. I, uh, I was before I called in on this thing, I was thinking about about how I met both of you. And and I, I appreciate the <laughs> kind words. Um, it, it, but, it, you know, part of being part of the MRLA for me is really gaining knowledge through friendships, right? And and I equally sponge off of people like you guys and everyone else on the board. We're all in this together and it's really fun to present a problem and then listen to all the dynamics of all the people that are on the board and how they would handle it. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. really, really fun. It's been really good for me personally and professionally. Well, Brad, I, you said sponge off of, I've seen your work ethic. I don't think you've ever sponged off of anybody in your life. So <laughs> I, I know, and, and, and you, you and Dave, actually, uh, I, I know that under your tenureship, and I think it was a very long process, but under both of your tenureships leading the MRLA board, uh, that the majority of the work got done to actually bring hotels and restaurants together. Right. I mean, that's you guys. Yeah, yep, it sure did. As far as I remember, cause I did none of it. You did the heavy lifting. 
to make this thing happen. So, I, and I know that's a, a, it was a huge thing for Michigan. It was a huge thing for restaurants and bars. So very, very retroactively. Thank you very much for that. And that so, seems like so long ago, given the pandemic time, oh, timeline, yes, right? Right, that's right like, exactly. That's like dog years right now. So yeah. it's, it's definitely, it seems exactly. like forever ago. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, so Dave, Dave's going to ask you the question. Tell us, tell, well, Dave already presented the question, right? It's, it's, we had this tectonic shift. We had this thing. What happened in restaurants and hotels? What happened in resorts during COVID that that was a that was a huge shift for you? What what was the big change? How did you guys deal with it? How did you, how has it changed your approach to what you do over the last couple of years? Well, uh, so I've spent the last four months or six months. I I say I the team trying to unwind what we wound up in. <laughs> in COVID, right? We, we did, you know, of course, we had state mandates and county mandates that we had to shrink our, our, our indoor dining to 25%. For a long time, we, had, we couldn't have anybody inside our restaurants. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, to sanitation, uh, to, to all the practices, all the things that I've spent my career trying to get rid of. Yeah. Um, mustard and ketchup packets in the cafeteria or the yeah. food courts. The butter, foil-wrapped butter packets, right? Yeah. That we're, we'd be at some of these quick-serve restaurants. All, the, all those things that we didn't want to see in our restaurants anymore, we brought them all back. Yeah. We brought yeah. everything back. We didn't have yeah. patties on the tables in the, oh. the quick-serve bars and restaurants, right? And everything went away. And it was, a, it was kind of a weird – no one knew um, how – or everyone had speculations on how the virus is transmitted, and people thought it was on surfaces yeah. for a while. And, you know, all, all that stuff. And, and, you know, and, and, and frankly, our industry um, probably just we're number one behind the medical industry on how we're governed by the health department and how sanitary we do operate. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of our industry and and what we do to keep people safe. We feed millions and millions of people every day without outbreaks. And when there is some kind of a foodborne illness, it ended up coming into our restaurant via produce or, or, or beef or something like that. And we yeah. don't even see any of that really anymore. I mean, there's, yeah. there's recalls on products, but I'm really proud of the industry and why, and how we operate. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a great point, Brad. And I remember early in the process, right. And I remember a conversation well, it was a two part conversation. We were actually together. And I remember a call coming in as these changes were being made in a banquet. Right. And it was being done on the fly because someone's at the resort and, you know, the health department came in and you need to, to make adjustments now to, you know, uh, have a milestone event for somebody that you still want to be special. And at the heart, we're all about hospitality and taking care of those people and trying to work through that. And I remember that as kind of like, wow, this is, this is a real thing. Uh, yeah. The other thing is one of the, the early conversations we had was, you know, it was so ironic to me that the, the, the outside uh, always portrayed like there needed to be all these changes within the industry. And the reality was, these are all things we did anyway, right? And all right, of us can right. vouch for this in terms of training, sanitation. Yeah. And I would just like to echo what you said in terms of proud of the industry and the team. And frankly, the self-policing that we were already doing, almost taking right. it to another level, right? And and again, um, yet it was still like one of those things where people would try to paint it from the outside to say, oh, restaurants were the only spot that this could happen. You know, I mean, all these things we had in place forever. And, and frankly, from an enterprise level, like you guys operate at, right? 
you know, the hotel piece, the resort piece, the F and B piece yeah. with how many, how many employees do you guys currently have? Or is there, is, is that a, a public uh, number? Company, if not, company, Keith, you have to cut that. Sorry. Company, you know, company wide, we, you know, 9,000 employees. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, we were more like 10,000 employees. Yeah. Maybe 10, five. Yeah. Uh, and know, the implementation know. for that, right. That's already been done and then have to re-implement. I felt like in my small business, having to go through a sanitation protocol was probably some of the easiest things we did because it's like, well, we do this anyway. We and report this right. anyway, you know, so exactly. yeah, yeah, interesting, but interesting points. Um, and so how have you guys been able you know, to Sam's point? Um, is it more, um, you know, how did you guys, how were you guys able to adjust to these shifts you know, was it, uh, and, and bring the people back, I guess, you know, and, and to be able to right. be in business, right. You know, it's just a huge enterprise. Well, we were, we were pretty fortunate, um, as, as a company, we, what we needed to do first and foremost, so we needed an operating system for food and beverage for the restaurants mm -hmm. that would allow us to be able to do things like touchless payment and, um, online ordering and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, and our CEO of our company was, was, um, was very good about, approving the spend and our, our IT team went out with the food and beverage team. We identified the, the software system that we wanted to have. We implemented it. That gave us immediate to go ordering QR codes, so, you, you know, everything, all the bells and whistles that you really wanted at that point. And we implemented a robust to go um, food, right? Whether it was at a cafeteria at Sunday River, Maine, or um, right. Or pizza delivery at big sky resort or IRD, right. In room dining, yeah. Everything, everything changed at that moment. And then <laughs> as I talk about un unwinding what we wound up, uh, you know, we, we talk about how, how green we want to be and how environmentally conscious right. we want to be. Right. And then all the, the all the garbage cans are puking um, to go right. All this waste that's uh. going into the, into landfills because no one wanted to eat indoors. And, uh, you know, we're, we were no different as an industry as, you guys were as independent operators. Very few people came to eat indoors, right? So, so you know, revenues were cut drastically. I call it the Great Depression of the restaurant industry. Yeah. And you know, it, to to the point where my weekly calls, we quit talking about numbers and we talked about successes, and and you know, and, wow. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we we did pretty well. We bought things like we we have yurts, we have um, a, a sprung structures that we purchased. Yeah. We bought um, igloos. For a couple of resorts, and yep. we set them up for dining rooms, and we're yep. still using them right now. People think it's now it's cool. People think yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. cool to yep. eat at Boyne Mountain. Uh, we have a restaurant called Forty Acres, and then behind there, we call the Back Forty, and we have six igloos set up, and you can right. reserve them at your little dining room, and it's kind of fun. And those things probably stick. Our to-go food today isn't nearly what it was last winter. Yeah. Um, for us, because we're, you know, the resort dynamic is, and hotel is much different than independent operators in metropolitan sure. areas. Sure. So, so, but for us, unwinding the, the, un unwinding the things like um, the uh, plexiglass and the, you know, and, and, and all the, all the things I call the gross, right? When you walk into a food court or a cafeteria or food hall in our company, we had the airport stanchions and, yeah. you know, people had to stand in line and, we were six feet apart and, and all the things that we needed to do, but it just took, you know, when, when I said, got on the restaurant and lodging association board, 
we all talked about food, they all talked about food service and I talked about hospitality, hospitality. right yeah, and yeah. I just wanted I wanted the word food service to go away and not be attached to our industry because we're not in food service yeah. we're in hospitality yeah. we want to create we want to create great experiences whether it's eating in an igloo right or or, or, or sitting in, in yeah one of Ex your restaurants yeah experience is, is the piece that I so I've always said um, you know, when it comes down to it, food and, and booze drive your business, but it's experience that keeps people coming back. Somebody can go make a hamburger at home. That's going to make them very happy. They can cook a steak to their temperature, preferred right. temperature. There are people out there who can do some really wonderful things for, from a food standpoint and a drink standpoint at home. How do I get you to come to my place? Um, right. and, and that's where, that's where that experience piece is so dynamic. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So important. So, so Brad, on the you mentioned technology, right? And in the technology upgrades that you made, you know, to me, that we've talked, Sam and I have talked a lot about this, where we thought that one of you know out of out of great challenges also come great opportunity. And to us, we feel like you know because we made some similar technology uh, uh, upgrades. Do you guys think that you would have done the technology upgrades when you did them if it were not before the pandemic or did that kind of drive to ensure that was there? Was that something maybe you put off a little bit, you know, just because you didn't have to? Or do you think that that influenced that decision at all? It helped. It, it, it you know, it would have been a kickstart us, right? I had presented, we had a, a company meeting. Um, where all the general managers and SVPs got together and we, and, and the SVPs, um, we, we all did presentations on the state of the industry. And this is before COVID started. And I talked about things like touchless payment and streamlining, right? I mean, what's the, and pay your bill. And, and what's the biggest dissatisfier, unless your food's cold or something like that in a restaurant, is you're done with dinner. Your kids are kind of cranky. You want to go home and the server hasn't dropped off the check. Yep. Or they haven't come back for your credit card versus dropping the check and you can scan it with your the QR code with your phone, pay your bill, you're out the door. Yeah. So we, yep. we talked about those and I presented some of those like those things that we're seeing in the industry. And then when we came into COVID and as a as a company, we 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 started we formed a COVID committee, right? And there was 10 of us from around the country that we 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 got together every week and we talked about okay, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna operate? hotels, how are we going to operate restaurants, how are we going to operate ski resorts and lift lines. And as a company, we, we, we came up with this bullet point list of these are the things that we need to do. And we, um, and we did them, I think, I, I, I think really flawlessly as a, as a company, you know, we, we implemented a lot. Would we have migrated into that point of sale system at that time? No, uh, yeah, as huge a rule, investment, we, uh, right? Huge right, investment, uh, huge implementation costs, right? And, it, it, it's amazing. Honestly, it's amazing right. for a group your size to do that. It's and, and kudos to you guys for doing that. And, and we did, we did all resorts, all resorts at one time. And as a rule, really? we wow. never implement in the fall. Wow. Never implement in the fall because you, you know, like NASCAR, you started off with the Super Bowl, right? So we yeah. started off in, in in November and we. We work our way up to the Super Bowl, which is the holiday, the Christmas holiday, yeah. right? And and we both, so we never do that. We always implement in the spring, and then we kind of work out the kinks, and we get through all that, and then we jump in, right? We did a full implementation, all resorts in the fall, and our our IT team is um, is an incredible group of men and women that work 
really, really hard to be able to pull it off. And they, they executed at a very high level for us. That's, that's an amazing that's story, man. It's time. amazing. I, you know, and again, it's not just, we did technology upgrades and we only had to worry about restaurant operations, right? You mentioned yeah. it. You've got ski hills, you've got golf resorts, you've got F&B, you've got all, and to be able to seamlessly integrate, and I've been to your properties, you know, kudos right. to you guys with how you put that together. And I've met some of the, your team members, passionate, cool people. And, and again, it's kind of speaks to the culture that you've built with those people by keeping that group together. And that's really great stuff. Um, we had young people on technology upgrades. I was amazed at how our team just jumped into it. And, yeah. and, and we didn't have 10 people that were that, you know, seasoned, but we sat in kind of the same idea. And it was amazing how it came together. And I love hearing the stories, you know, from small to what you guys have been able to do. That's, that's really great stuff. And that, to me, that was one of the, I think the, the key takeaways that was a win for the industry in the fact yeah. that, you know, some an industry that had lagged in tech, you know, whether it be hospitality in general, um, a lot of data, but certainly definitely room for improvement. Oh, and yeah. it was great to see yeah. how fast yeah. people just jumped on it. And, and to me, ultimately where this question started was experience. I guarantee that me as a customer at your resorts felt that experience by having all those things in place. Right. And so, yeah, kudos to you guys yeah. for doing that. It's, it's really, really a fun, uh, a fun uh, story to look at. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a question that kind of leads from that a little bit, Brad. So, um, and maybe we can, we'll wrap up with this. Everybody made these shifts. You know, we were in this, we were a little bit of a, we were a little bit slower to make changes like this pre-pandemic, but I think now the, the, the hospitality industry is, is, has done a very good job of making an about face and going, all right, we were reactive. How do we become proactive about what our needs are? from a technology standpoint, from an operational standpoint, and how those two mesh pushing out over the next year, two years, five years, 10 years. What do you see as the biggest potential trend in hospitality and specifically resort hospitality um, over the next couple of years from a, 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 a marriage of technology and, and um, operations? What do you think, what do you think, uh, what have you seen out there that's really interesting that you're like, ooh, if something like that could really work, this could help springboard us into into the future? Well, I think that, you know, so going back to to go food, I you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there still for us to, yeah. you know, we we never we we didn't create the app per se. You mm -hmm. go to the you go to the resort website, you can get on dining and you can, you can figure it out, right? I think that being able to cut out the dissatisfiers for your guests, and again, those dissatisfiers are getting a table and then getting the heck out of there when you're done eating, right? Timeliness. I think, yeah, timeliness. I think that, it, and timeliness is, is everything, right? It's the speed of service. You know, the, the days of the two hour dining or the three hour dining, those are gone. Right. I mean, there's, what? there's times, right? Well, we have a dinner plan. Are you saying we can't drink and eat and have, I, yeah. right. I was well, going to say, I've been part of three hour dinners with both of you, but it usually yeah. involves a lot more drinking. Right. Right. It, and, but, and that's our social thing that we like to do, but you know, on a day to day thing, right. People are they're, they're in a yeah. hurry. Everyone's I, in a hurry. That's why the, that's why the fast food industry is flourishing right now. Yep. And, and they'll probably never open the indoors of their restaurants again. 
they have it figured out. They have the they have the drive throughs figured out, and the, the now society everybody wants to eat right now, right now. And, and you know, we're we're leaning on, on technology everywhere, right? Yeah. We're buying intelligent ovens, right? Smart ovens, combi ovens. Um, yeah. We're we're buying the anything that we can buy in a restaurant, right? And well, I'll just go to the combi oven. Man. You can cook a a whole meal, whether it's protein, starch, vegetable, right? All yeah. in the same oven at different temperatures on the rack and it comes out at the same time and it's cooked perfectly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are the kind of things that though, that's the technology yeah. that we're really hanging on and, and moving into the future or back of the house technology as much as front of the house. Yeah. And, and just one follow up on that uh, front of house technology from a hospitality perspective, how much can you, you think can really be automated? Like I've seen, robots and delivery and some of that stuff. And yeah. I think it's cool technology. Sam and I have some disparaging opinions on that, right? So um, what are, yeah, what, what are you, have you guys played around uh, with anything like yeah, that? So or, I, yeah, so I was interviewed last week by the, by the, um, the Michigan State University School of Hospitality, um, a couple professors and a couple students, and they wanted me to talk about, about technology and like the use of robots. And, you know, and I was, in LAX last fall, when I, I flew out last, and I watched the robot whiz by my by my gate to drop off McDonald's to somebody. You know, I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. Um, do I want to see that? And again, I I started off a few minutes ago with we're not in food service, we're in hospitality, and you, we're never going to get any hospitality, anything that even remotely resembles hospitality, when you automate the front of the house. We can do things like. Like, like we're all doing, you know, whether it's a pre-made cocktail that we, we make ahead of time and it's old fashions on tap, right? Like we see at Mary's Bistro up on Mackinac, yeah. the caliber yeah. tone, right? That's a great, that's, that's yeah. technology, right? That's, that's yeah. what feeding innovation, innovation, innovation right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but as, as far as, as far as getting, um, getting the product from the kitchen to the, to the, to the front of the house, it's, it's gotta be people. It's the people are what make our industry the yeah. what it is what it is today. Um, but back to back of the house technology, sous vide, right? You know, most people don't even know what sous vide is, but I, I will tell you that um, when when you sous vide chicken and vegetables and all your stuff, and you're you're doing a banquet for three hundred, and it's already done and ready to go, and, it's and now perfect. it's open and plated, and it's it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's that's a beautiful thing, right? You're feeding people faster and all yeah. that and it just makes sense but yeah when you go back to the front of the house it's got to be people i have a yeah i have a quote i have a quote I, i've written down on my desk Ooh, i like this um from danny meyer right and i i really respect the guy yeah um, restaurateur um, shake shack gramercy tavern yeah. um hospitality quotient for him is the degree to which you are happier yourself when you make someone else feel better and if we can only hire people yeah. That feel that way. Imagine what the industry looks like. That and it'd be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it'd be beautiful. Well, well and it, it's different. I think <clears throat> you know you're you're looking at this. It's funny because you're looking at this from our perspective, right? The way I brought up hospitality experiences, all these things, and I think the industry is starting to divide. And and robotics and those things, they don't have a place in that hospitality right. in the way they think. They do have a place in getting food fuel to people, right? 
But then, like you're saying, if there aren't people involved, effectively, you're running a big vending machine, right? I mean, that's what it is. And like, okay, I mean, I guess maybe the food's a little better than a vending machine, but is it? Are are you sure? Right? Can I be can I know that as a customer? I don't think so. So you're gonna, I, I see this, this, this shift, where you have part of the industry saying, and probably a smaller part of it than it than has been there, saying hospitality is important, engagement is important, those things. And a big part of the industry going in that vending machine, just get food into people's faces as quickly and expediently as possible. And, and I, it's going to be interesting as to, to, in those camps, how much of the industry falls into one or the other. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I'm hoping that, you know, there's a place for, there's a, there's a place for quick serve and get yeah. food in your face and all that. And that, and those are, and that's great. You know, it's it's not a place that you'll find me very often. Yeah. I uh, I as you can tell by the look at me, I enjoy <laughs> a great don't we all don't we all <laughs> so, so uh, you, you you won't find me in there. You normally you hear me speak much about that fast food. You know, even even in our resort food courts and food halls and cafeterias, we've changed those to really reflect great hospitality. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. great. And it's great food took in front of you. 20 years ago, you'd go into a, 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 a ski resort cafeteria somewhere. And you didn't get, it wasn't even ours, but they would cook a hundred hamburgers ahead of time and they soak them in ice, right? And, yeah. and they, because they want, they're going to be so busy. Yeah. And my argument was, is that the best? Is that the best product you can give your guests right now? Right. And, 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 that my, and my argument always was, Okay, Fourth of July, you're having all your friends and family over. They're going to be over around six, so at five o'clock you cook all your hamburgers and soak them and as you. So when they get there, you can knock them out. Why well, never do that? If you won't do that to your family, they're not even paying you to come to dinner. Yeah, <laughs> your, your guests are paying you for this food. Yeah, why wouldn't yeah. you give them the best product you can? Yep, yep. I love. By the way, this is throwing back, but I have have sous vide the turkey at Thanksgiving for five years running and I'm never, and everything, all the vegetables, everything, I'm never going back. It's the greatest thing that that's ever happened to home cooking, frankly, oh not just gosh. commercial cooking. Yeah. It's uh well, I, uh, I'll tell you, this has been extremely insightful as usual. And, and yeah. uh, again, really appreciate, you know, everything you do for awesome. the industry, you as a mentor to others and to, to Sam and I as well. And just, it's great. The quote is a great, it, it can't sum it up any better than that. And this is why I love Brad Keen right here. This is the, <laughs> I, the, the, we're the, making those the shirts. master of hospitality, right? Yeah. I, so. I love Brad Keen. I'm going to wear that. <laughs> the next time we drink Manhattan, it's going to be horrifically embarrassed. It's going to be amazing. So yeah, man, thanks a lot for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, very insightful. Great stuff. Thank you guys. I really appreciate being invited on your show and is there anything I can ever do to help? Let me know. Thanks. We will. We'll Appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, bud. Operational Hacks is a BYOD production. If you liked what you heard, please rate us and subscribe. For those of you interested in what we're doing at BYOD, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at BYOD Inc. Or visit us on our website at BYOD.ai. And remember... of what you heard here will work 100% of the time because we're operational hacks.